0: What is up, fight fans? Welcome back to another episode of the MMA Anomaly Show, no filter. As usual, we've we've got the usual suspect. I'm gonna get this whole fucking point thing right one
1: of these days, guys. We're around here somewhere. Here we go. There he is.
0: There he is. We got Jive Turkey Nano. I'm up moving in this again. I'm
1: grooving. How we doing? Great to see Let's you all. Go. How's everyone doing again. today? Happy uh, Friday, Jr., right? We've been Happy switching Friday up a little junior, bit. Friday, Jr., baby. Let's We're go. Closer, that much closer to Ooh. this weekend. Put those Ooh.
0: guns away. Do you have a permit to carry those back? I was boys? just going to say, goodness. let me go get my
1: permits for these guns, baby. Come Jeez. on. Somebody called the
0: vet. Those puppies are sick. <laughs>
1: <Ooh>. <laughs> um, so
0: we are here today to jump into UFC 287. It is going to be, as the kids say, one hell of a fight card. Um, it is a huge pay-per-view. It is a quadrilogy of sorts. We've got Israel Adesanya going up against his arch nemesis. If this was an anime, this would genuinely be the bad guy of the anime.
1: Ah oh, Man, it's a movie script, right? They're <sighs> going to make movies about this one day. I'm going to pay to see it. Alex Pereira. They should make an anime about it. A little comic series.
0: I would love it. Can we please get a Netflix adaption of the Israel Adesanya story? The Israel Adesanya story. Um, yes. And before we jump into that, guys, we actually have a slew of fights that we're going to go over today. Because, again, it is a stacked, stacked fight card. So uh, let me go ahead and set some background music in here. here go. Set the ambiance. Set the ambiance, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so now that we have that set, now I'm going to go ahead and go to the first fight that we're going to talk about. Mr. Gerard Mearshart. Going up against Joe Pyfer, or the quote that everybody knows him by, B. Joe
1: Pyfer. Um,
0: <laughs> do you do you want to go ahead and jump into the start of this one?
1: I'll kick starters off here. Why not? Why not uh, it. lead it off here? We'll hit some singles. Appreciate it, man. But yeah, we got uh, Gerald Meerchart, GM3 going up against Joe or Joseph Body Bags Pyfer. That is a great name, needless a to say. Bit of body bag. <laughs> put him in a body bag baby put him in a coffin uh leading us off man and you know we have that classic narrative we have the old bull facing the young calf right we've seen this before gm3 man he's been a staple here in the 185 division for quite some time now this guy's been around the block okay he's fought some of the who's who's unfortunately he's been you know on the other side of some losses some of those guys some of the who's who's a comzat to name one of them um, but he's a dog, right? He's been right outside of that top fifteen his most of his career, maybe been in and out as well. Uh, but the man has over fifty fights. This is his fifty first fight professionally. The dude's savage. Love him uh, in the octagon. Love him off the uh, out of the octagon as well. Uh, he's a you know, grizzled and savvy veteran here, I believe. And again, looking at a four one record since his most recent, coming off his most recent win against Bruno Silva. Another dog in the division. He has some good momentum, right? I was actually listening to his appearance on the John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. Shout out to them. But he's actually moving down to Florida from his home state, Wisconsin, uh, to really focus in on this window that he has in his pro fighting career. Obviously, very tenured, you know, always kind of tickling in that, you know, top 15 in and out of contention, but really looking to make that final push. His focus is all hell. And he's going to need all hands on deck, man. He's going up against a Savage, a young 26-year-old in Joe body bags. Pfeiffer, like I said, Uh, currently on a 3-5 win streak, uh, looking to make a name for himself. One thing that stood out for me in terms of Joe and his style is the man's boxing is pretty clean. Uh, He's got some heavy hands. Looks to be strong, too, just physically speaking, Uh, obviously being the younger more a uh, springy guy you're gonna see probably more movement from him probably gonna be a little bit quicker on his feet and probably gonna be looking to put away gm3 early i think that's his best way best path to victory in this fight uh he is coming off uh, a most recent tko win back in september uh, so he certainly has some momentum on his side as well kind of a side note dana white bought him a house a while back i guess he was on the verge of being homeless at one point when he was fighting the Dana White Contender Series. I thought that was really interesting. Um, love a good narrative. Love hearing that, you know, he's getting taken care of and, and basically fighting for his life as well. Um, but all of that aside, I do think stylistically, gm 3s he's a guy. I think he has more ways to put Joe away in terms of being able to contend with him on the feet, you know, stay at distance, use the leg kicks, use the grappling that he has, maybe even take him down. And that's where I really really think the advantage is for GM three. Um, so with that being said, I, I'm, I'm and I'm curious to see the odds. I think they're close, but give me GM three here. I think it might be an underdog taking the first dog here of the night uh, to beat to put you know not put Joe in a body bag. It's a little too much. I'm not going to say that, but maybe get the win over this young 26 year old who still has a plenty of real estate in front of him. Uh, still has a long career ahead of him. I think he'll be just fine, but. Give me, uh, give me GM three, baby. What do you think, Alan?
0: All right, hold up. Did you did you read my notes before I go solo here? Did you read my notes?
1: Briefly, I did glance. Okay, all right. I was about to
0: say, did I influence you at all? Because uh, I did not think that you were going to take GM three in this one. I'll be honest. It's
1: tough, man. I like them. I mean, I think a, a part of me—it's you know—thinking with my heart a little bit, you know. I, I have to acknowledge, though, this guy Joe's scary. He puts people in body bags. Like He he looks strong. <laughs> Joe's a scary dude. He's, he's a scary very scary dude. Um, but I just that, think all around. I think all around, man, he's got it. What do you think? I, I agree with what you said, man, for sure. Uh,
0: if, if there's anything that I can guarantee for fact, it's what you said. And that is, he's a guy. Um,
1: he is a guy. <laughs> GM3 confirmed. is a guy.
0: Um, 100% GM3 is a guy. Now, what I jotted down in my notes are these things. Joe is nine years younger. He's one inch taller, and he has a two point five inch reach disadvantage. This is the biggest test for Joe Pyfer thus far in his in his MMA career. Like you said, he was on the verge of being homeless previously. He was on Dana White's Contender Series not once but twice. He lost his first fight against a young man whose name was Dustin Stolzfus. You might remember that name because that young man ended up actually getting his ticket, punching his ticket to the UFC. And what did he end up doing once he got to the UFC, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Well, he beat one of my old uh, MMA coaches back at AKA, Dwight Grant. Loved that guy to death, but he ended up getting beaten in a unanimous decision by the guy. But you know who he couldn't get past? A a man named GM3, Gerald Mirashart. And uh, that's the most recent loss to Joe Pfeiffer. Now, I know I I would be the first person in the world to tell you that MMA math does not work, but going off MMA math and going off my gut intuition. He's a guy. All right.
1: And (laughs) not only is
0: he a guy, he's the guy. I think GM three, um, I've seen people bet against him before. I know my homie drew bet against him whenever we were literally walking into, uh, UFC San Diego last year. And the man put on a freaking performance. Okay. He beat the brakes off of Bruno Silva. He got him in a guillotine. Um, and when it, when it comes to Dustin Sultzfus, he, he ended up beating him via submission. So, what do I think is going to happen here? I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take the man that's nine years older. I'm going to take the man that's got the two and a half reach advantage. I'm going to take GM3 via submission. I think he gets it done within the first two rounds. I don't see it going out of two rounds. That's my take on that fight.
1: I don't um, disagree with it. I don't disagree with it. Yeah, that's. Uh Maybe I was a little bit influenced by you, but no, I do think that, um, like we said, all around, Mere game is going to, I think, show in terms of being able to take it anywhere he needs to. If they need to go deep waters. He needs to go three rounds. The longer it goes, the more I think GM3 is going to walk away with it.
0: Absolutely. If it gets past three minutes, GM3 takes this fight, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and again, at 35 years old, he needs to, man. This is his last push. You know? I last mean, we one. have seen some older veterans, you know, make a run, but this is it, man. It's for all the marbles. Let's see it happen. Let's see you make it happen.
0: I I mean, I wish him well. I, I I really do uh like him as a fighter and as a person. He seems like a great guy, so let's go great GM3. Guy. War GM3, baby! Um, That being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into the next fight. I'll go ahead and lead the bus on this one. Yes. Um This is a pretty darn solid fight. We got Chris the action man Curtis coming in against Kelvin Gastelum, or as me and Drew like to call him, Kelvin the gas tank Gastelum. Um, The action man is four years older. He has a four inches on Kevin, uh, four inches of reach on Kelvin. And I'll be completely honest. This could end up being Kelvin Gasolum's retirement fight. He's lost five of his last six. And I think this might end up making it six of his last seven. Um, I think both men are extremely fun fighters to watch. I think both men are towards the, the later end of their careers. And I think... If either one of them really has a run left of them, it's going to be Chris Action Man Curtis, who's newer to the UFC. Kelvin Gaslam has shown to be very up and down, more so down in recent years. Whereas again, the Action Man has shown consistency in his wins, even though it's been up and down, he's been fighting a killer's row and a who's who of names. So I I just think no matter where this fight goes, it's, it's Chris Curtis's fight to lose. What do you think,
1: Nono? I love that analysis, brother. I appreciate it. And yeah, man, I, I agree. I, you know, honestly, I, I think I'm kind of surprised that this fight isn't on the main card. I think, you know, maybe they wanted to stack up that prelim or make this the, the main fight of the prelims uh, to kind of get us ready for, you know, the remainder of the card here. Maybe that's also just a testament to how stacked this card is going to be Saturday night. So make sure you all tune in. Uh, But I think this will be a fun 15 minutes, y'all. I think this will be. We have two warriors going in there. Um, You know, both are seeing if they have what it takes to go on another title or go on a title run, and for Kelvin, another title run. Um, Something that does stand out to me is, you know, Kelvin is only 31 years old still. Like that's young, in my opinion, for how long he's been around. How long I feel like I've seen him, you know, since the Ultimate Fighter series and coming out now. But unfortunately, and then. Obviously having that awesome fight with Is- Israel Adesanya back in uh, 2019. But since then, uh, which, and this was in April of 2019. So it was like literally four years ago. Uh, since then, one in four in his last five fights. Plus on top of that, you're adding another 20 months since his last bout. Uh, really concerned with my boy KG, man. I love him as a fighter. You know, Kelvin Gastelum Gaslam can never rule him out. Dude's durable as hell. Um, great boxer, has the wrestling pedigree, but ah, man, I, I just simply don't see a lot of ways where he can get through this guy, Chris Curtis, man. He's built like a little ball of power. <laughs> Looks like he's literally chiseled, made of granite rock. He's just, man, muscular. He's in, like you said, he's durable. Like you said, he's training with a lot of really talented people in that camp Sean Strickland, Martin Vittori, just to name a couple. Um, and he's even though he's 35 years old and he kind of got a lot of shine outside of the UFC and it's now taking that momentum currently Um, going into his 40th fight I mean the man's not losing any steam you look at his last bout especially after coming off of a loss from her Manson since then he's been looking really sharp looks motivated looks hungry Um, and I believe man I think he's going to use that box and he's going to use his hands he's going to get dirty with Kelvin Kelvin's I'm gonna respond. He's gonna want to get dirty with them. You know, to Contango, but I don't think that's gonna fare well for our boy KG, man. And again, he's still young, still a, a legend in my book. I guess in terms of just one of my favorite fighters from this generation or the last generation. But looks like Chris Curtis, man, is is a force to be reckoned with. I don't, I don't think I could bet against him. So give me CC over KG. Been using acronyms today. I'm trying it out. <laughs>
0: We're trying to do things, guys. Acronyms. We're trying to do things, man. We're trying to do things. <laughs> There's
1: it's a lot of names, time. sometimes easier. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of names, to make
0: it easy, I'm trying to keep up and keep the ticker going at the bottom with the names of the fighters that we're talking about. That way, if you guys want to, feel free to go ahead and chime Let in in know. the chat. Would love to hear in the chat who you guys think are, is going to win these fights. So, the next one we're going to be talking about is Mr. Raul Rosas Jr., the 18 year old phenom himself, going in against Christian Rodriguez. Um, I think this is a very interesting matchup, and I don't think it's going to be a landslide victory like a lot of people are thinking it's going to be. Um, oh
1: no! I mean, Raul is getting a lot of hype though, right? That's that's the thing. He's getting a lot of buzz. He's getting promoted. Getting a little bit of that patty treatment, which I love, man. Hey, us, you know, us Latin's, this, the Mexican champions, the Mexican contenders right now. It's where there's bread in the pudding, right? You know, I think it's uh, something to be said there. But man, kid, eighteen years old, man. It's, a baby. This is a baby, man. He bought his mom he's, a minivan. He's a child. I don't even know he's if he can child. drive it yet. He's 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 a youngin. But but he literally said he's not self. driving
0: after his last fight. He uh he got the a win bonus and he bought his mom a minivan so she can drive him to practice.
1: Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, that, he, that's that, that's
0: his that's his words, not mine.
1: Yeah, I I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You gotta um, love it, right? How do you not root for that? How do you not root for the kid? And there's like you said, it's two talented young bucks in the division to kickstart the pay per view. I think that's why the uh. The matchmakers are doing this, you know. In the UFC, they know what they're doing, man. They know. 100. percent I was a little surprised when I started thinking about it. I'm like, hey, if you have two shiny new toys, you're gonna want to show that off first, am I right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
0: he's he's young. He's he's smart. He's explosive. He's got really great Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, that being said, with a four and a half inch reach advantage, seven years longer to develop his grown man body. And two more fights to his name. I know. I not only have a weird feeling that Rodriguez gets it done here, but I I think he actually ends up subbing Junior. Um, I think he gets a submission on him. Oh, no. And I don't think it's... You know, I'm going to take it one step further, guys. Um, I don't even think it's going to be, like, a traditional one that we see every day, all day. Like a a guillotine or an RNC, you know, a rear naked choke. I think it's going to be, like, an anaconda or a bulldog choke or, like... I think he's going to big brother him in a weird way. Um, uh,
1: I could see them getting in some scrambles, you know, get, trying some fun stuff. Maybe you're usually doing in the gym. You see, or, you know, I, I can't think of any fun scrambles right now, but when you're but rolling I, there, you know, dude, they I got can just see Rosa's doing this. a
0: move that an 18 year old would do. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's, he's very young. I don't care how long you've been training. Um, you're still very young in yeah. your career, in your, in your age and your development as as That's a human a being, thing. your brain, your body, etc. Um, he has a lot of hype behind him. And I think that could be his downfall in this fight. I think if he goes in there thinking that he has no chinks in the armor, he could get exposed to an extent. Um, maybe not massively, right? I don't think he's going to come out of this and lose a ton of stock. But I do I do think he's going to accumulate his first uh, professional mixed martial arts loss.
1: Interesting, man. That'd be a lot of momentum for Christian Gonzalez to steal, right? I mean, coming out as a 25 year old, uh, has some really clean striking. I think his boxing, the way he mixes in his elbows, uh, and he comes from a wrestling background as well. So yeah. you know, Raul may be thinking he has that advantage, but little do you know, that's not uh, you know he he can, too can tango. I'm gonna keep saying that. Tonight. I like that one, but um, yeah, I think in terms of uh, Raul Rojas, you you said you hit the nail on the head, man. I don't need to say too much more. I think he's like we, I said too. He's getting that patty the batty treatment a little bit. But let's hope, you know, if he can weather the storm here and Christian Gonzalez, again, a strong striker, someone that's durable, someone that does has proven that he has some grit. Um, Raul, only two fights in the UFC. Where we just really haven't seen it yet, right? That contender fight series, I went back and he watched it. He, you know, went up against a grown man, and, and it and it looked that way. He had yeah. to kind of prove himself to earn that contract to get through. Uh, so I kind of thought there's... It, there's a chance that can happen again, right? From another, again, talented, strong, equally as, you know, um, I guess in terms of fight IQ on the same level playing field, right? Yeah. Uh, so this is a fun one, man. I, I'm excited to see what's uh, going to happen. And I think the last thing I, I, I what I don't want to see happen again is another Chase Hooper kind of scenario where the hype of this 18-year-old, next thing you know, I mean, I don't know where he is now. Maybe he's still fighting, but no disrespect to you, so shout out Chase. No disrespect, <laughs> but you know, Chase Super one of is things, still right? fighting, is he? Um, okay, okay, yeah. He, he's
0: he's uh, he's been working on his striking, hopefully, and his entries. Yeah, he has great jujitsu, but terrible wrestling entries. Um, that's not to say that he wouldn't sub me, so oh, uh, I mean, like, but he'd have to get me not to the that. So, I that, <laughs> I, I do have decent striking, so <laughs> catch me if you can. <laughs> Come on, um, so. Anyways, I'm not trying to fight Chase Hooper here. I love that guy. No, no, I love him, yeah. Like I said, all um, respect.
1: With all due respect, I said that, right?
0: With all, I did say with all due respect, I don't think that idea is worth a uh, velvet painting of a dolphin getting it on with a whale. Um, I think that's what he said in uh, Italian. Yeah, mean, I'll
1: take it. It's bad. Uh, but, um, Close enough.
0: So, so, yeah, I, I think he subs him. I think he gets it done with kind of something funky. I think he big brothers him a little bit. And speaking of the word big brother, I think that's a perfect segue to get us right into the next fight. And that next fight, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fight fans of all ages and sizes and shapes. Kevin Holland versus Santiago Ponza This one is an extremely interesting one to me. Um, again, very much a, a stylistic matchup, stylistic difference matchup in Kevin Holland versus Santiago. Santiago's your more traditional style fighter. I feel like he's pretty darn well-rounded also in in kind of everything that he does inside of the octagon. He's got 16 KO slash TKOs. He's got six submissions, seven decisions. So again, he can kind of get it done everywhere the fight goes. Um, That's not to say that Kevin Holland can't do exactly the same thing, right? Kevin Holland is extremely well-rounded. He's another man that can get it done anywhere the fight goes. Um, The biggest thing about Kevin Holland is he is better than he's shown in a lot of his fights uh the stephen thompson fight i do wholeheartedly believe he could have won that fight if he had better fight iq and better decision making within the fight um in the Derek brunson fight he could have won that fight if he had better takedown defense 100 percent um we saw that in Derek brunson versus Plus C. he showed a lot of holes in his game again Those are holes that Kevin Holland could have taken advantage of had he come in with a little bit of a different game plan, a little bit of different planning in his approach to that fight. Um, That being said, Santiago Ponzinibbio has been almost as inconsistent, um, if not more inconsistent, right than Kevin Holland. His last four fights, he's two and two. Um, Again, he's beaten Alex Morano, who's a beast. He's beaten Miguel Baeza, who is a beast, but you know, like who's who's heard of him? Not being a jerk, but not a ton of people have heard of him. Um right. when he fought people like Jeff Neal, Michelle Paeta, he lost. And then you look at Kevin Trailblazer Holland, and you know, his last four fights again, same thing, two and two. Um that being said, his last two were losses, so it does look worse. But if you look at who he fought, he fought Kamzat Shamaev and Steven Thompson. Both of those guys are ranked uh, in the top ten. Those are the
1: who's of the who's. Like, yeah, those give, are give the me top, a break here, guys. Top of the top here. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and, and he beat Tim Means and Alex Cowboy Oliveira. So again, and, and it was with a submission and, and then a TKO. So he he has the ability to finish the fight anywhere it goes. He just tends to make poor decisions during the midst of the fight. Um, that being said, I am a huge Kevin Big Mouth Holland fan. I don't love this fight for um, Ponzi has looked great against similar opposition. That being said, if the fight is able to stay on the feet, I, I truly believe Kevin Holland can knock most men out given the opportunity. And the fact that this fight is happening at Walter weight, if, Ho- if Kevin Holland can make welterweight, that boy carries a lot of power at 170 pounds. And he's so big for the division. Um, I'm curious to hear what you think on this one.
1: Yeah, brother, I appreciate it. You covered a lot of good stuff there, and just for the record, I think I want to—I don't think I made it crystal clear. I'm still pulling for Rojas in the last fight. We're probably gonna be doing a shot. And you say it—we're on record saying that. Still pulling for him to win. I Think he'll get pull the bunny out of the hat there, but this nah, nah, is another nah, banger, nah,
0: nah, na, Raul Rojas.
1: <laughs> all you
0: Ted Lasso <laughs> fans out there,
1: come out! Um, yeah, but in terms of uh, this bout. It's gonna be a banger i think this is the biggest wild card fight was kind of one of my takeaways Is i really don't know what to expect i think stylistically you never know what you're gonna get with kevin big mouth holland right you get the antics unfortunately outside of the octagon every time like like clockwork he somehow finds a way to get in some video or something i don't know what it is about the guy he, maybe it's just his face maybe it's just too nice i don't know um, but something about him. And then inside the octagon, he just he's unpredictable. Like you said, I think it's a lack of focus, a lack of discipline, frankly, right? Not sticking to a game plan or or just let in the mo you know, maybe not being present in the moment, right? Um, because he's a freestyle fighter. He does have really clean hands. He is a big boy, he's long. Um he does have more strikes in terms of um better strike percentage, excuse me, in terms of his accuracy. Uh, but in terms of the significant strikes landed per minute, that goes to our boy Santiago. And that might be the difference here as well. I wouldn't be surprised. I think, hey, Kevin's best chance to put him away quick, put him away early. If not, I think Santiago's going to start building on him. You know, fund- he's more fundamentally sound than Kevin is. And I think, and he's a little bit older. That is one thing to keep in mind. So the speed might be a big difference early. We might see that. But if, if Kevin gets a little tired and we see that second, third round, he tries to just throw caution to the win. I think about Santiago might start getting some significant hits on him and might put him away or, you know, might choke him. The dude's got a lot of ways he could put him out, but I think I'm leaning to Santiago, man. This is a tough one. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think oh, man. A, that maybe I just want to keep going against you. Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, if this is the habit, it's a good habit to build the weekend before we come out there. Because uh, you know we're gonna be putting shots on the fights
1: when we get out there, baby. Let's go, Let's go baby. Um, Let's go. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. This is a pickum for me. It, this is a it really em. is. Yeah. I-,
0: I think we have to address the uh, the JJ smoke in the room here. Um, Pons is washed. Holland is gonna KO him in round one, dude. JJ, Oof. I don't know if you heard what I said before. I'm with you. Um, <laughs> I don't love yeah, this fight. Bag. Like I don't love this fight for for uh, Kevin, but at the same time, I don't. I don't want to say Ponzinibbio is washed, but he's also no spring chicken. Um, he's not necessarily in his prime. He again is one of those guys that's in the latter half of his careers, and he's had injuries that he's come back from. He's shown weaknesses in his game before, and that being said, Kevin Holland is that guy and i personally think that kevin holland comes in there destroys him and then goes on to cut a wwe style promo calling out one jorge masvidal um, you know we saw that fight that or that fight that argument and the uh, hotel that uncle dana would not allow them to address at the presser today which was quite interesting
1: uh, it's hey, been a while since I've seen him do that, huh?
0: <laughs> I've never seen him not allow them to answer questions like that before. Like, what is happening?
1: Nothing even if really happened. Cont- yeah, go ahead.
0: I was just saying, like, if you're going to control what they're able to answer and field questions like that, what's the point in the presser?
1: Yeah. Yeah, might as well have a script to everything. For again, yeah. this whole script they're talking about nowadays. Yeah, it was Speaking a little bit. <laughs> For real. Maybe that's what it is. Even that one, too. He didn't want to talk about that either. Just, nope, don't want to talk about it. I agree, okay. JJ,
0: because Jorge does not want that smoke. Pun intended.
1: There we go. Yeah, Kevin is scary at that division, man. At least a little bit more scary, I should say. Um, you know, he has his holes. But so does Santiago. I think I can acknowledge that. I'd love to see Kevin win. I think the narrative, I think stylistically, if he wins, that means he's probably going to knock Santiago out, which, hey, I'll pay to see that. Sign me up. Yeah. Uh, And he is much younger. He's going to be quicker. I think that's going to be the difference. If he is going to win, it's going to be, he's just going to be piecing him up on the feet. It's going to be probably quicker than later. (laughs) Sooner than later. It'll
0: be sooner rather than later. And I think it'll be one of those that it's uh, an easier fight rather than hard. Um, Yeah, I I think if Kevin Holland wins this fight, he'll probably end up doing so handily. If he doesn't, it'll be a very close fight for Ponta Nibio. That's pretty much the only way that I can see that going um jumping into this next fight this is one that i actually think uh i haven't read your notes on any of these to be honest i try i try not to so that way there's no bias going in um and so i'm intrigued to see what you're gonna say and i'm a little bit scared to see what jj smoke is gonna say in the chat uh so (laughs) rob font versus adrian yanez uh aka mini jorge masvidal who's like Uh a better version of jorge masvidal um, yes. one fighter hasn't lost since 2018 the other hasn't won since 2021 It's a very big test for a very game Adrian Yanez um but I personally think that he takes this fight wherever it goes Uh I think that Rob Font is very tough but I think he's a future PFL champion Hmm. And I mean that And that's I mean no that in disrespect. Yeah, I was just saying. No notes.
1: disrespect at all. Yeah, he's He's a legend. Ralph Fon has has his legacy, you know, carved in. He's beat some of the greats. You know, he had his run. Coming off a couple of losses, like you said, a little bit older. He's probably right at that age. I don't know where his contract sits with the UFC. But I agree with you, brother. This is uh, this is a fun fight. It's the reason why it's, you know, right underneath the co-main and main event. The, again, the UFC knows what they're doing, man. I think this guy, Adrian Yandes, man, this kid is special. Just go, I'm telling you, go watch the tape. Take your feedback. Get some popcorn and enjoy the show. This guy is really fun to watch. Each time he goes out there, he's getting better and better. Not just the way he's boxing, not just the way he's countering and slipping and dodging and ducking and dipping and diving and dodging. But he's knocking people out in very fun fashion. and And high, it, it's highlight reels, right? It, I, in my notes, I actually, put this kind of gives me you know reminiscent vibes of like a young Justin Gaethje versus Cowboy Cerrone, right? Some of that, you know, you know it's this young buck. He's hungry, man. He looks sharp. He's getting better each time he goes out there, making these incremental, you know, levels and leaps and bounds, going up against a, a veteran, a legend, a guy you, you want to root for, a guy that, you know, again, had his chance. I was going to say Hall of Fame, but I don't know about all that. Um, but you do, I did, do want to call out as well, I think one thing I stood out today was um watching the press conference, watching some of the pre build stuff, the interviews. Giannis really, really respects Rob. Like a lot. <laughs> Almost to like an admiration where he, you know, really, really likes him. I don't know if he wants to hurt him. I don't know if he wants to put him away. That's maybe my only fear in this fight is maybe they get in there, maybe he kinda gets lulled in by okay, I'm in here with the great. You know, there's someone I admire. I don't want to hurt him. But then again, maybe he goes out there and Puts a couple, puts a quick combo on him and puts him away, man. This guy, Adrian Yanez, is special. We'll be talking about him again, but he's a dog. And I do think he's one of the best boxers in the UFC right now. I mean, he is up there, man. His footwork, he's a guy. He's a dog. He's a problem. And he's here to stay, man. He's he's somebody.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way that Adrian Yanez looks at Rob Font, you got to think that he's looking at him and thinking, he's a guy.
1: He's you know, looking. Uh, he's looking into his soul, man. I think he's getting <laughs> lost in those eyes or something. I don't know. No,
0: he he does. He does show a lot of admiration. He does show a lot of respect. But uh, you know, a lot of times I would agree with you and be like, you know, I I don't think that that's a great thing showing that much respect. Blah blah. blah. But I, I do think respecting someone like like Rob Font and respecting their hands and their their well roundedness. And the game that they bring, I I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily because Probably better than
1: the opposite, huh?
0: Yeah, it's better than disrespecting the powers that he does bring to the octagon because he's a dangerous foe. He's a dangerous opponent and he can get it done in a lot of places in a lot of ways. Uh, JJ Smoke says-
1: Bring him the smoke. Let's go, baby.
0: Let me say this. If Font's chin is good, then he wins this fight. Yanez has problems with jabs. We've seen in his fights and Font's jab is perfect. Yanez Mm. is overhyped.
1: Um, oh, okay. Okay, so I'm going smoke, to agree. Fire, huh? All right, all right, Smoke. All right, Smoke. <laughs>
0: Listen here, young man. I'm going to agree with you on one front and disagree with you on the other. Okay, so I agree with you. Right, I'm going to start with, I'm going to address the, the real smoke in the room here. Giannis is not overhyped, dog. All right. Um, I, I'm sorry, no disrespect, but Giannis is that guy. He's a guy. Um, as Emiliano says here, Giannis has shown problems with jabs in the past. And literally, when asked, kind of like, how do you see this fight going? Rob Font says, like, I have a hell of a jab, and I think he's going to have trouble with it. So once I land it, I'm going to keep landing it over and over and over again until I get him out of there. That's a terrifying thing. If you've ever had trouble with a jab and you see somebody like Rob Font across from you, man has top 15 in all of the UFC crisp jabs. I would say currently active UFC fighters men women across the board all weight classes top 15 um, not overall game just his jab his jab is very crisp it's it's like a sniper rifle when he decides to throw it and when he uncorks it it's quick it's snappy it pushes people's heads back or bodies wherever he decides to land it and it typically sets something else up if he wants it to um, that being said I still have Yanez winning this fight uh, I just think that Yanez just like you said Nano is one of the best boxers in the ufc right now um watch the I think tape he sits, man yeah, yeah he, he sits behind like your your jack Della maddalena's of the world and your dustin poirier's of the world yeah. and that's a compliment <laughs>
1: there's but, not a lot of those yeah like, like, that is he's, he's elite just of elite. he's just
0: under those guys so i i disagree that yanez is overhyped let's see let's see here you guys remember that costa fight he lost that first yeah. round, pure stand up before finishing Costa. No, you're right. I, I agree.
1: He, yeah, he, he showed holes up a in his bit. game. He
0: was getting pieced mm-hmm. up a lot by, the, and it was the jab I think that was lining him up in that fight too. But
1: man, he's getting better. I just think That's he's, I think he's getting better about. every fight.
0: Yeah. yeah, and he's also too fast. I think like Costas <sighs> not nearly as crisp or strong as Font, but he's fast, and I, I don't know that Font is going to be able to to really stay on him all fight and be able to keep up with him. I just, I think the speed's going
1: to be a problem. I would agree. Yeah. I think he's just me. It's just a step behind. I think that's a step behind. all. Reads short. and speeds. Yeah. I
0: think he's going to make the right reads and I think he's going to have too much speeds.
1: So. And Adrian has good footwork, man. He has really good feints. The way he mixes in the leg kicks here and there kind of just gives you that almost like more. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to whip it. Yeah. He's come He's going to come out and bring some violence as you know, some I, I mini agree. violence being the mini Mads that all here. <laughs>
0: Man, I, I really do think he's gonna bring a lot of looks, into this fight. He looks hey, he just does like
1: him. Th- the old school Masvidal, like you know, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. smooth
0: criminal Masvidal.
1: Yeah, smooth. And he was looking smooth at the press conference, I will say. Had three piece suit. I mean it's eh. eh. <laughs> a
0: little Oh, you mean Giannis? Way. You mean Giannis. Giannis. yeah, sorry. Yeah, Giannis. Yeah, Giannis is yeah, yeah, like yeah, crisp. He's looking yeah, sharp. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. Sorry, I thought yeah, you were yeah. talking about Jorge. I was like, I mean, no, I don't really agree with that. No
1: JJ Smoke, you want to
0: talk about somebody that is uh, very extremely overhyped. We can talk about Jorge Masvidal very soon. Um, speaking of very soon, I think that's actually next. Yeah, let's jump right into that. Um I'll go ahead and lead this one out with some stats. Uh Gilbert Burns in the UFC is 14 and 5. Jorge Masvidal in the UFC is 12 and 9. That is almost a 50-50 win-loss ratio since he's joined the UFC. The last fighters that Jorge beat that are still competing in the UFC today are number 13-ranked Michael Chiesa and currently unranked Tim the Dirty Bird Means. Now, both of those wins came back in 2013, which is a decade ago, which is a lifetime ago in fight years. Burns' last two wins are over number seven-ranked Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who we've already boasted up about today in this episode. That was back in 2021. And then just three months ago, he beat number 12-ranked Neil Magny. I mean, I don't even know why Oray is still getting top 5 ranked opponents it doesn't make any sense to me um but here we are and if he wins god help us he gets a title shot in london probably uh because you know the the three piece in a soda that he did against leon edwards man right yeah oh oh sorry we have to address this before we 100% move in you all taking it by finish or decision i'm i'm taking Yanez by finish
1: oof so you think the chin went bye bye huh i think it might be a decision personally i think i think rob will weather the storm i think it might start off slow like i said maybe some of the respects there maybe it's gonna be a lot of a feeling out process maybe him circling the jab a lot just trying to you know not take too much damage initially once he figures it out once he kind of gets his reads yeah i think he'll i, I think decision i still think he'll put him away personally love to see it though that'd be huge i mean that'll be a that's a huge statement You know, because Rob is ranked six here. I don't think we've mentioned that. And Yanis is 12th, I think. You know, let's not let the numbers fool you. You know, that is kind of a big discrepancy. It's a big jump. Not in competition, though. These guys are all elite. Yanis is special. Yeah. But, you know, Rob is one of the top guys, you know, and he's only lost to those of the elite status. So, yeah, I think I'm going with the decision here. But are you seeing this hey, right now? I put a little money on it. I put a
0: little money on it. Not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I don't think it's going to happen, but I also put a little money on it. <laughs> Give so money. here we are.
1: Um, I would hey, be man, mad at I it. I love it. Bringing some smoke, man. Regardless, regardless, y'all, there's going to be a banger. I think it's going to be a really works. exciting fight. One of the more exciting fights um, that we're going to see here in a while. Obviously, the main card is huge. That's of biblical proportions here. But I think in terms of the fight IQ that we're going to see, uh, I think in terms of what both of these uh, fighters have in state at stake for their career, I mean, this is everything, man. You know, they're both, they're no spring chickens. They're both on the other side of 35 years old. Um, Jorge. Yeah. The only thing that's really keeping him afloat right now is the narrative that is keeping him around. Obviously the star and power, the name, but honestly, I do think his IQ, I do think his boxing, I do think the way he's, you know, he's really rounded as a fighter. Has so much experience, you know, coming off the knockout. He's talked about, you know, needing that extra time. He has been really busy. We do see him doing his promotion, which is actually a pretty fun card for the most part. Is he going to keep doing that? Is he going to be doing these other business endeavors, you know, running around the streets of Miami, Mr. 305, you know, um, that does all put questions in my head. But at the end of the day, man, he's going to he's going to bring violence He's going to come out and bring violence. OK, and I do think that as much as I love Gilbert, he's a fan friendly guy. He's just seems like a sweetheart of a dude, even though he goes in there and beats the crap out of you. <laughs> the dude is tough. Um, personally, I'm a big fan of him and he's a world class you know, Brazilian jiu jitsu artist. I mean, he's a b- black belt to the nth degree. Um, I hope he could find a way to use some of that. I hope he could find a way to get some takedowns. Make it muddy for him. But I just... I don't know. I mean... And the age is one thing. Maybe if Gilbert was a little bit younger, I'd feel a little bit more like, okay. You know, this... He's going to kind of walk right through him. But Jorge can defend really well. can strike your butt off. I don't think Gilbert's going to knock him out. I I just don't know if Gilbert has that kind of power. So, with that being said, I mean, maybe Jorge... And he doesn't need a lot of room the way he fights man if he, they're getting nasty they're on the ground or he goes and gets a leg i mean sniffing his crotch i mean he's gonna drop some nasty elbows he's gonna drop some nasty knees on you i mean he he's violent man And he's in there and i think that's the edge that he's gonna need and i think it's gonna be the edge in the fight I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins gets that title shot maybe with kobe he mentioned the whole lawsuit and all that he has brain damage is he not gonna fight even though Dana White kinda of doubled down, I think, on that again, right? Didn't he? So I don't know. We'll see. But the, the narrative is there. I love Gilbert, man. I, I get heartbroken every time he loses. Especially like I lost against Kamaru. That was tough. Oh man. That was heartbreaking. That was but...
0: that was so bad.
1: Oh man. But he's a dog and and, and dog? he and he, you know, he he put it on him. He had his moment, but you know, the wrestling was just different. Obviously talking about Kamaru now, but Back to the fight, man. This is gonna be this is gonna be a fun main event. I hope it goes to full fifteen. Not sure if it will. I don't cause... know, man. I'm leaning Jorge though. I'm leaning Jorge. Listen, give me. Oh the, maybe it's just the odds. Maybe it's just because they're in Miami. Maybe it's just because I know. I mean, the guys he's only lost to are again Kamaru and and Colby. But Colby's a, a top elite guy as well, man. And he made it yeah. hard for Kobe. he made it hard for Kobe. He actually put Kobe on his butt. I'll keep rambling, think, man. But what do you get? What do you think? You got some I, thoughts? I see you. I see. I mean, you.
0: I I just I really think that this is Gilbert's fight to lose all day. Fair. Fair. I, I think.
1: I mean, there's a reason why the odds are what they are. But it's tasty. I, I,
0: yeah, they're tasty odds. They are tasty odds. Um, I think. And Eric, I think uh, DraftKings Sportsbooks works up there in, in Washington. You should go ahead and hit that. Uh, hit that that bet man uh, Jorge by submission I think is like a plus 1000 or something like that so um, yeah I personally think it goes the opposite way I think Gilbert Burns gets it done I think he makes sure that Jorge feels every bit of the burn pun intended uh, he hits him probably with a triangle choke um, I, I think that, I don't know why I feel like
1: he hasn't been the, uh, choked showdown in a long time that of, and uh, the of way Jorge. that
0: the way that I don't know the way that a triangle choke hits a if you've ever been hit by a triangle choke it's different than, like, a rear naked choke, things like that. And the fact that, like, it, it puts you into a weird panic if someone sinks it in right. We saw it with Neil Magny. Neil Magny, like, it was very, like, quick, the way yeah. that Gilbert sunk that in. Um, and again, I just, he made it look easy. Sliced the guard like butter. I don't think that Jorge's guard is better than Neil Magny's, truly, as far as grappling and scrambles. And I, I do think he's a better striker than a lot of the guys that we've seen Gilbert go against. But I don't think he's a better striker than we've seen Hamzat display his ability to be. So Gilbert went 15 minutes in the in, in the fire with him. And in the last five minutes, he looked his best. Yeah. So that being said, again, this is one of those fights where every minute past the four or five minute mark, it's leaning more and more towards Doreno Burns. And I don't know if you saw his hair, but he might have to change his nickname to Doreen Fro Burns.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. dude,
0: dude was dressed nice. up for his first day of preschool with the nice little fro. Like he looked that dope as fuck. That thing is. That he's thing slight. looks
1: spongy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I need to know what his hair routine is. That thing is. Hopefully. Nice. I like it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> See, look at that. He actually picked Burns in the comes up fight. JJ. That's why he's picking against him. You're you're bitter. It's okay. I get <laughs> it. I've been there.
1: We've all. I, there. Fool it's me so. once, right? I can understand that. I can understand that.
0: This guy said, I don't bet because I say things like the above. For anybody just now joining us, this was Eric's pick. <laughs> um, so that's the co-main event. Uh, we we do have one more fight to go over in this. Um, and then we're going to echo some of these sentiments in the closing thoughts as we do our kind of okay parlay. But without further ado, again, it is the, the main event of the evening. We got Israel... The Last style bender, a going against Alex Poatan Pereira. Um, man, oh boy, like what, what, what do you think of this? Like, this is, this is a crazy fight.
1: Oh, rather, it's the brother. fourth
0: time, and we, we literally said not that long ago, talking about Brandon Moreno versus uh Figgy. Like, man, it's the first time we've ever seen four times, we'll never see this again.
1: That's true. Not a lot of people have actually seen all four. If you have more power to you, like if you actually watched them fight twice in kickboxing, once in kickboxing, I'm saying I, just in general, like for those listening, oh, I'm you have, like, of boy, then you then you get I've, the, I've, I've watched a those fights star, each brother, at least like three times, yeah. Because there, there might be a lot of people that are just thinking, okay, you know, they've heard about it, but maybe they haven't actually seen those fights. That would add a lot of context, man. I mean, this is man. We're, we're talking, those fights are extremely comic.
0: strange for people that have not seen them. Extremely strange. Um, there was a moment I, I mixed them up the first and second fight because they were somewhat similar but very different, right? Right, right. Same, same, uh, I think it different. was the first fight. Uh, there was a moment where Alex was almost knocked out and mm. he didn't get dropped, but the ref stepped in and stopped it and gave him a standing 10 count to recover. If it's he didn't do that, right, Alex yeah. would have literally gotten KO'd yeah. to oblivion because he was on skates. That can happen in that's this sport. That's where they're like, so. I had you on skates like Elsa. Or next time yeah. I'll leave you frozen like Elsa, right? Coldest uh, yeah, line yeah. in all of MMA history.
1: Um, it's pretty cold. It's freezing cold.
0: It's ice cold. Ice cold. Frozen. <laughs> ice cold. Um, yeah, so... Sorry, you, you were saying...
1: <laughs> no, brother. I mean, no. I love it. Let's yeah. Let's bounce back and forth here, man. I mean, this is gonna be a comic book. This is gonna be a movie, man. This is about legacy, right? Izzy put, said it all. All the marbles are here, man. The last time they fought was on my birthday back in November. Been looking to, forward to it ever since. Stylistically, you're getting a David versus Goliath, right? You're getting, you know, I guess metaphorically, you're getting a David versus Goliath. But stylistically, you're getting a faster, you're getting a smaller, but smarter. Savvier fighter, right? In Israel, Adesanya, uh, the last style bender. We'll call him here. Again, does very well blending together all the martial arts. Has dangerous weapons everywhere. And I really had to go back and watch that last fight just to kind of re- give my brain a, a you know, re the memory a little bit. Get some context here on, on how do things go, and you know Izzy's footwork, his ability to read the angles. Get out of harm's w- way. But really, I thought he was landing the jab. I thought he was you know, avoiding the heavy you know, barrages that Alex would throw at him. Really, the biggest, I guess, thing that was saying that to me with those leg kicks that Alex was delivering all throughout the fight. I think it was really debilitating Is re- Izzy. Um, he's going to have to avoid that. Obviously, he's going to have to avoid the nuke of hands that he has as well. But it, it does feel like Izzy. Ah, man, he's cerebral. Man, he's special. Like he's he's different. He's one of one. I want to get some of the merch that he dropped recently with Muhammad Ali, or just in general. I want to get me some Izzy merch, man. Because I'm, I'm a fan. I love what he does. Love what he says. Love how really is about it. You know, and he knows. Like I, I believe what he says. Like he knows he has his number. Go watch the fight. I mean, he was five seconds away Two. I think he was like I'm, I was two seconds away uh from you know putting uh Alex out with what was Alex's staple left hook man I mean he had him on skates had him folded referee stepped in right away saved by the bell he's not gonna play with this food this time around you can't right yeah and you see it in the first couple of minutes of that second fight I guess fight three for them technically. Um, it's a lot of reading. It's it's, you know, a lot of fainting. Not a lot of action, but then you do My see. My guy said Izzy start Pereira
0: first round KO.
1: G-G. Dude, he did come out with a flying kick to start it. Bro. Man, I won't be surprised. I mean, I think he's. He talked about and Alex speaking about Alex. Now he talked about uh. Training to expect something new. You know, being prepared for anything that he throws at him. I don't know how much different it's gonna be. It's I think just gonna be more sped up. I think Izzy's just gonna have his foot on the gas. He's gonna come out guns blazing. He's not gonna give Alex time to get comfortable. And I think the X factor here that I think ultimately is gonna lead to Alex going up and being a savage at two hundred five. But I think this weight cut, I'm gonna really monitor this myself. But I think that's why when he goes back in there and you know Izzy touches him on the chin, Izzy does that to most people. They're not in the way he does right I mean I, I think that has something to it right some of that
0: absolutely I, and yeah. I think if you want to see an absolute accreditation of that uh, to what you're saying go back and watch any of Dustin Poirier's old fights literally like nine out of ten of them at featherweight he'd get dropped like that from getting touched up from people with jabs and, and short shots and and I think this might be his last weight cut to middleweight um, truly I, I don't know how many more times his body can handle the weight cut I don't. I'm never going to use the term weight bully because I, I don't like. If you can make weight and you don't miss weight, you're not a weight bully. You're just someone who's very efficient at cutting weight. Like Conor McGregor used to be to getting feather to featherweight. Was he a weight bully? No. Was he bigger than everybody he ever fought at featherweight? Fuck yeah, he was like, significantly bigger than them. Um, uh, it showed. Like he he was like a foot taller than some of these guys. Yeah. Um But you know, so was Dustin Poirier. He was very long and lanky. But he looked malnourished when he was fighting at featherweight in comparison to Conor McGregor, and then you see people like Alex Pereira, where the guy doesn't have any more excess weight to lose. When you see him on the scales, he looks like he's hurting himself to get there. But he makes weight, so I can't yeah. I can't be mad at it.
1: And he is um, disciplined. I'll give him that. Like you know, he he, he's not out in McDonald's. He's not you know in candy like I am. All the Cesar candy I've been getting already. Uh, you know, yeah, he's he's discipline is all hell. He's just too, he's too big. It just doesn't make sense. And, and JJ Smoke bringing some heat again I don't know about that I don't know if I agree fully you know I think Alex fully nourished fool at a 205 he might I think he put some hands and feet and elbows knees and toes on, on underboard Jamal because Jamal's gonna welcome it he's gonna sit there in the pocket with them but I think I think Alex is gonna avenge his his big bro Glover there and I think he'll, he'll put it on him I think Alex against Ererie would be the one that be really fun to see in terms of stylistically, um but yeah, man, I, and I love Izzy, man. I think back to that fight before we get before I get too far ahead of it. I think Izzy's gonna come with, he's gonna come out the gate, you know, out of ten, he's not gonna let Alex get comfortable. Try those calf kicks, try to get the body, attack the head, right, you know, chop away at him. Hopefully, put him away, man. Before it gets to those championship rounds, I mean. And again, and Izzy has to be perfect, man. That's what sucks. It's he has no wiggle room. There's he has to fight perfect for 25 minutes. Again, not 24 and a half like last time. I mean, he needs no, 25 minutes of perfect fight. That's, that's the thing. It sucks, man. But that's just what it takes.
0: That that's what it is. Like it's we literally have a group chat with Mary's family, right? And I I, I asked the group chat. I was like, Hey, how do you guys see round four going? Right? Um, hey, we got JJ. Back from the old days, the old Yelp days. Let's go, JJ. Let's go, up, brother. Good to see you. Let's go. So he says, Izzy needs to put Alex on his heels, like what Tyson Fury did to Deontay Wilder. Hundred percent agree. That's facts. He has to bring the fight to him, not let him find his range, not let him find his rhythm, and suffocate him with constant movement. Um, And I think if he's able to do that, he is going to one hundred percent destroy the momentum and confidence that's coming in behind Alex Pereira in this fight. Um, now, man, call me crazy. Maybe, maybe I've romanticized fighting or or rather the, the champs happy ending, you know, anime style comeback story a bit too much here, but I think Adesanya gets it done. And I think, I think he gets it done pretty handily. The man was winning every single round of all three of their other fights up until he lost. Um, and I agree with JJ Smoke here. 100% if Izzy's backing up like he did in the first fight, he's not winning. I agree. He has to move forward constantly. He cannot take a backstep in this fight. And if he if he doesn't take a backstep in this fight, I think he could probably finish Alex in the first round or second round. He had him hurt badly at the end of the first round of the and the last fight. Um, in both of their other fights, there were moments where he had him hurt. So, again, I, I think this is 100,000% israel adesanya's fight to lose um that being said it's time for everybody's favorite moment here we're gonna jump into the kind of okay parlay mma anomaly proudly presents the kind of okay parlay so we are back with another kind of okay parlay as we have to warn you usually it's not the best parlay it's not a perfect parlay but you know what it's kind of okay it's kind of okay parlay I
1: think so.
0: Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and jump right into it um this is what it looks like guys Drum roll, we- please
1: here we go. First we have winner, all baby. favorites. All right, money, money, we have money. all favorites.
0: We're not we're not going big this time. We're we're going smart this time.
1: Okay? Nothing crazy. yeah.
0: We got Mister Raúl Rosas Jr. minus two thirty point favorite here. Money line coming in against Christian Rodriguez. We got the kid getting it done. Yeah. Uh, this was Jalen's pick, I believe.
1: Correct. Ye- yes, sir. Yeah.
0: And Shout out. Uh, and then we have Adrian Yanez, minus minus one eighty here. Money line getting it done against Rob Font again. Going with the young man, and then for the last and final pick, we have my pick here, my personal favorite. We got Israel Adesanya, on minus one thirty, favorite money line, fifteen whole doll hairs to get you fifty nine dollars twenty three whole cents.
1: Let's go, Emiliano. Getting the positive, let's, uh, baby.
0: let's let's hear you go ahead and tell us how and why your person gets it done.
1: Well, like I said, my guy Adrian Yan is the boy. The young buck. The boxer. The one with the heavy hands. One thing that I did stand out to me as well in hearing some of the press conference things, he's channeling his ever inner haggler. He's got that boxer mentality, man. That warrior mindset. He knows what's in front of him. He knows he has to get through the legend. He has to beat the henchman before he gets to the ultimate boss here, man. And that's what's going to happen, okay? We're going to see... We're gonna see some very slick boxing we're gonna see some great footwork we're gonna see this young guy peace. just dismantle unfortunately an old veteran in raw font send him in the pfl with a graceful goodbye but man he's the dog man again go turn on the tape kick your feet up get some popcorn get some snacks maybe um you know do your cbds or your medicines whatever you do but go check him out it's phenomenal he gets better and better every time he goes in there and this is going to be the come out party for him. He's going to take that number six spot. Excited to see what the next step will be for our boy. Adrianes. Run it up. He's taking it. It's time. We're winning, baby.
0: We're winning, baby. This is the big one. This is the this is the big win here. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and explain myself. We got Israel a diss on you. Not Israel a miss on you. You know, He's going to go in there. He's going to land those shots. He's going to be evasive. He's going to move forward. And this time, he's going to show people that this is why he's the last style bender. He is coming in without the pressure of being a champion, but I think he's coming in with even more pressure. And you know, my favorite fighter is Dustin, the diamond Poirier. And you know, around here, we know pressure makes diamonds. And I think he's going to come out of that last fight much stronger, much better, much faster, much crisper. And I think he's going to look like a Tyson Fury. I think he's going to do exactly what JJ said here. He is going to put Alex on his heels like what Tyson Fury did to Deontay Wilder. Um, Because, again, just like that matchup, Deontay Wilder has one-shot knockout power just like Alex Poetan Pereira, whereas Israel Adesanya doesn't have that one-shot power. He's got finesse. He's got speed. He's got skill. He's got aim. He doesn't hope and fire. He aims, or he he doesn't hope and pray or whatever. He aims and fires down the barrel. What did he say in his freaking post fight presser? It was
1: something like. Uh... Either way,
0: the guy <laughs> has the gift of the gab, and even more than that, he's got the gift of them hands. And I think that's he's right. going to put it on Alex Poatan Pereira. And that's that. That is that, ladies and gentlemen. And I mean, Jalen's not here, aka Aso Akira. He is not here to defend his pick, but we got him. We got that. We pick. got the young it's, bug. It's baby. Raul Rose's Jr. It's a it's young man.
1: He, that's right. What else
0: do you need to know? He's here for the young demographic, and that's why he's on the kind of okay parlay. This is going to get the kids to hit the like button, hit that's the subscribe right. button, and smash right. that bell for notifications. Yeah, do it. He's the teenage dream. Katy Perry oh, made a song about I this kid. I was just
1: going to say that was maybe 2010, 2012. Great year. Either way, great artist. What a this time. kid.
0: This kid was prepubescent. <laughs>
1: he might have just been
0: born he may or may may not have just been born uh so that's it guys that's the kind of okay parlay we did throw a couple of other bets a couple of side bets a couple of other parlays out there um but we're not going to show them to you just yet we're going to wait until they hit and then we're going to show them to you no spoilers and and if they don't hit then you'll know why you don't see them pop up on twitter
1: that never happened or in the next episode
0: (laughs) never happened yeah it never happened um, still
1: undefeated. <laughs> still
0: undefeated, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <soft>. Sick, dude. <laughs> um, JJ Smoke, last thing here. He's got Yanez by submission. Guillotine. He called the submission. Mm. My gosh. My goodness. Wow.
1: I, I think love He has that. a couple. He has a couple in his, in his arsenal, that. doesn't he?
0: What are the odds on that? Ooh. Let's see DraftKings Sportsbooks. Let's, let's look at DraftKings uh, Sportsbooks. The official betting Jamie, sportsbook pull it up. of the MMA Anomaly Show. Let's see what the winning method is here for Adrian. Pull Yane. it up. Adrian Yanez. Du, 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 du.
1: Yeah, I know no what I'm saying. Again. Boom.
0: Oh, man. To win by submission. That's a plus 1,000. Ooh wee!
1: I like those odds. I see why you took them.
0: That's not a bad. It's not a bad setup. It's not a bad setup. Uh, hey,
1: man, I I'll have tell you have to what. Throw anything a side can bet happen on that. might have to throw yeah. a side
0: bet on that. Mm-hmm.
1: I mm, heard that.
0: JJ, if if that happens, um, I'll be thanking you and shouting you out in the next episode. And uh, again, as always, thank you guys for coming in. Uh, we will be doing a post-fight recap show. We will probably not be doing it on Sunday since you know Sunday is for the Lord this week. It is Easter Sunday. Um, so we will probably be doing it on Monday hoping that we're going to be able to get uh, Aso Akiro on the episode as well with us. That way we can recap the kind of okay parlay with you all as well as as usual who we think were the biggest winners of the fight card and what we think should be next for said winners as far as opponents and matchups um as always if you haven't already like comment subscribe smash that bell for notifications and we will see you all on monday hopefully uh nano and anything anything on your end shout out
1: now shout out all man thank you thank you all for coming shout out jj smoke shout out jj all the J's. All the JJ's, dude. <laughs> Let's go. Shout and out to Invite Erica, all the other always. JJ's
0: here, dude. Yeah, we love all the having J's. JJ's in the chat.
1: And we don't discriminate. And I mean, any other. A's, B's, C's, D's, LMNOPs, man. Bring them all. We welcome All the way everybody down to the Z's. Z's. Oh. Don't forget the Z's. We don't Can't discriminate. Z's. Come on. Make sure you don't catch the that. Z's. A couple more Z's. A couple more nights. And then it's fight night, baby. Tune in. Get your pay-per-view in. Don't be cheap. Buy them. You'll want to keep them. It's a good card. Stack through and through. And then we'll talk about it Monday. Let us know your thoughts. Let us talk some crap. Let us know how wrong we are. Or maybe we'll brag about how we right we are. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Let's go, baby. As John Anik says, two more sleeps. So yes. uh, we will see you then. Till next time.